peaceful little village situated in the middle of a thick coniferous forest stark and glorious mashobra is my birthplace mm-hmm. the birthplace of the author of this book despite the fact that i spent only the first year of my life here mm-hmm. i have a special attachment to it The lonely hills supported against coniferous forest, the lush undergrowth, the exotic Himalayan birds, the glorious sunrise and sunset, they all hold a magical attraction for me. I love the intense mystical silence that gets interrupted only by the tweets of the birds or by the chattering monkeys fighting intergroup battles and when the wind blows through the bush it creates its own music intensely haunting and hypnotizing talai mm. oh my eyes roved around to unearth more mysteries I then spotted a large mansion hidden behind a thick cluster of trees at the top of the hillock. <laughs> Who lives in that house, Santram? That's the Faridkot estate owned by the Raja of Faridkot. Faridkot is in Punjab. Hmm. Visible from the ghaba was a uh, was a gaila. Pigated house. Get. I don't know how to spell that. Anyways, why is that house so so broke at bro so broken and worn out? No one lives there. I ask, enjoying a hot pakora dipped in yummy tamarind chutney. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> oh, baby ji, it is supposed to be a bhutia bangla, which translates to a haunted house. <clears throat> I stopped munching. My interest in a ghost made me forget how famished I was. I eyed the house in an entirely new perspective. Curiosity and fear were two strong contenders in my young mind, producing goose goose pimples all over my little body. But I allowed my curiosity to override. Has it taken a little? I asked. Really? Tell me about it. Santram was quiet for a few seconds. He must have been making up his mind whether to tell me the story. There had been a terrible fire here long ago. I watched the ghaba owner nod spiritedly. His upheld opinion added more flavor to the story. I now noticed the blackened stone structure and the frameless windows and doors. Whatever had survived the assault of fire and time, Santram Santram elaborated. The fire broke out at night. The lady living alone in it was fast asleep and was burned alive. Some think the fire was started deliberately. A sabotage. It is believed that her spirit still lives in the house. Who was the lady? Did she have children? No, no children. He was. She was very close to the raja, his special friend. He had given her this house. Okay, her special friend. Okay. 
Santram explained with a meaningful smile. He thought I wouldn't understand, but I had instantly perceived what he meant. The way he exchanged glances with the dhaba owner. But no one dares to touch the house. People who had tried had bad experiences once they began removing the wreckage. This pristine forest is time-worn. Many of these luxuriant deodars, pines, junipers and oaks standing tall on these slopes have witnessed several generations one come and go. They are mute witnesses of epochs of the known and the unknown history. Mystery is concealed in every nook and corner of these mesmerizing hills. I remember one episode from the time I was a little schoolgirl. I had gone with Pa to Mashobra, where he was presiding over a seminar at the Gram Sevak Training Center. His seminar had continued unendingly, leaving me bored and hungry. Our driver, Santram, offered me to offered to take me for crispy hot pakoras at a dhaba at Talai, about a kilometer away. I jumped at the tempting proposal. An almost flag undulating patch of the grassland and steadily rose up into a hillock to the south and subsiding into a gradual valley to the north Talai was a very alluring playground. I chased butterflies around a small insignificant pond of green thick scum of moss while hot pakoras were being freshly fried for me at the dhaba. If you don't know what pakoras are, they are like um, fritters. Kind of like fritters. So potatoes or onions sliced into <laughs> dice and then fried in a gram gram flour uh, slurry it's okay. it's very nice you should try Tasty. it out yep once we sat down to eat santram informed me you know baby g this entire area acquires its name from this humble pool what bad experiences santram i insistently Timorously, it would be a nice ghost story to tell my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, fe- they fell ill or had nightmares in which a woman told them to leave her house alone, etc., etc. Santram's pursed lips and englade eyes unnerved me, which he didn't notice. No one dares to repair or live in that house despite it look it being located at a very prime site all of a sudden it occurred to me that that the ghost was perhaps watching me from the ruins my little body shivered i hurried gobbled the leftover pakoras santram please take me back to pa the house seemingly right out right out of a horror story had begun to frighten me much later when i was young when i was a young college girl i came to know about a creepier supernatural incident 
that had trans that had transpired here in mashorba many years ago with someone very close to my family it happened before i was born oh. okay in 1952 the behest of the government at new delhi a gram sevak training center came up at mashorba and powers appointed its first principal my family lived on the first floor of the main building its ground floor had had the administ- administrative offices the lecture rooms and the auditorium were housed in an ad- in an adjacent building the students hostel and the co- and the staff quarters were about a kilometer walk down the hill near the famous cotter's garden okay the the student and staff committee wasn't a large one community sorry <laughs> uh, there were about 20 students and 6 members of the teaching fac- facility faculty faculty sorry one of the lecturers raj vaidya was married it was a mid january evening of the year 1953 dark clouds has had descended like a gigantic rolling ocean in the sky it had been snowing non stop for for the past two days two feet of frozen vapor covered the landscape hiding all colors under its white cape the bitter cold had restrained folks inside their homes the students and the teaching staff of the center were away on two months long winter break winter break only my family and some of the administrative staff had remained behind at the center no 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 the deserted expanse was even more desolate now and over and overwhelmingly silent It was well after dinner time my parents were sitting in the room warming their feet in the dying fire in the dying fire at the fireplace and and exchanging note on the day's event before retiring for the night they were jolted uh, out of their revere by a lo- by a loud no- knock on the door <gasps> I wonder who has come up at this time. Pa got up from his chair to check on the unexpected caller. No, I'm going go. When the door was opened, in breeze draught of chilled wa- chilled wind, and center's compounder Krishna Das Negi wrapped up wrapped up in a blanket over his khadi coat. bush bhari cap and a home knit woolen muffler he stood shivering with a worried frown creasing his brow pa quickly shut the door what what brings you here at this time krishna krishna rubbed his ice cold hands uh, sir hari ram hari ram is a run is running a high fever for the past two days 
and it's showing no sign of subsiding. I have been giving him paracetamol tablet every four hours since yesterday, but it but it hasn't made any difference to his fever. There is no cough, no running nose. Hariram was the peon at the center. Stomach infection? Pa asked. No sir, no diarrhea, no vomiting. He's complaining of a severe headache though. I fed him half a slice of bread and half a cup of tea with great difficulty. He hasn't eaten anything else the entire day. I don't know what is wrong with him. I checked his temperature before coming to you. It was 105 degree Fahrenheit. Since the evening, he has also been blabbering incoherently. He's very serious, sir. He needs to see a doctor. Hmm, we must admit him in a hospital immediately. Pa shook his head worriedly. It is too late now, sir. Driver Pitambar has left his uh, has left, and his house is three kilometers away. There is no way we can take Hariram to the hospital now. Oh, not much can be done immediately in this bad weather. Keep cold compresses on his forehead and try to keep his fever down. If his condition doesn't approve by the morning, go and fetch Pitambar from his house and take him to Shimla to Snowgown Hospital. Chris- Krishnan appeared dismayed. It wouldn't be easy to plod through mounds of snow early in the morning in the bitter cold, especially if he was going to be looking after the patient the entire night. Yeah. Pitambar should be reporting on duty around 9, sir. Even if I leave at 7 to call him, we can't be back before 9. You forget, Krishnan. Tomorrow is Sunday. Pitambar will not be coming. Go as early as you can. Let's not take any chances. Oh, yes, sir. I will leave as soon as I can. And Krishnan once again retreated into the dark, cold night. There was no improvement in weather conditions the next morning. It was a dark, cold and blustery day. Around 9, there were noises of hectic activity outside. The frozen engine of the jeep took consistent effort and warm water to come to life. Krishnan and Pitambar brought Hariram on a chair and lifted him into the jeep. He had lost tremendous weight in just a few days and looked so pallid that Pa was taken aback. A strange, abnormal look in his eyes was frightening. Despite his condition, he threw a weak smile at Pa. You'll be fine, Hariram. Pa assured him. Be strong. Hariram nodded faintly. I'll be back soon, he whispered. Pa stroked his head. Of course you'll be. Before they left, Pa gave Krishnan strict instructions. Call me as soon as you reach the hospital. I will speak with the doctor on duty. Though he personally knew a few doctors at the hospital, he also knew that it being a Sunday, not many doctors would be available at the hospital except the ones on emergency duty. Mm. I am worried about Hariram's health, 
पा लेटर एक्सप्रेस टू मा ही लुकड सो गोस्टली पेल आय वंडर वॉक्स रॉंग विद हिम देन ही आगेड होप द डॉक्टर ऑन ड्यूटी इज एफिशियंट बाय लंच टाइम देर वॉज स्किल नो यूज ऑफ द सिक स्किल नो स्किल नो न्यूज ऑफ द सिक मैन इफ एवरीथिंग वेंट वेल दे शुड हैव रीच्ड द हॉस्पिटल बाय टेन थर्टी मे बी इलेवन इवन इफ दे वेंट स्लोली पा आइड द टेलीफोन आई हैव स्पेसिफिकली आस्क कृष्णन टू कॉल मी वाई हैज एंड ही हिज रेस्टलेसनेस मेड मा कंसर्न फॉर हिम वाई डोंट यू कॉल द हॉस्पिटल शी पोस्ट आई हैव ट्रैक द हॉस्पिटल रिसेप्शन कांट गेट थ्रू पा शुक हिज हैड डिजेक्टेडली दे मस्ट हैव गॉट बिजी लुकिंग फॉर द पेशेंट लुकिंग आफ्टर द पेशेंट और मे बी द टेलीफोन इज टेलीफोन देर इज आउट ऑफ ऑर्डर यू नो इट्स वेरी कॉमन इन विंटर्स वायर्स स्नैक मा ट्राई टू पुट हिज माइंड एट ईज और राइट लेट्स केक अ ब्रीदर एन आंसर अनादर क्वेश्चन दैट वी रोड सो द क्वेश्चन इज वॉट डू यू रिमेंबर अ मोमेंट ड्यूरिंग रिकॉर्डिंग दैट वॉज फनी वर रिकॉर्डिंग अ बैग फेल डाउन लाइक एवरीथिंग वॉज सो स्किल एंड वी वर ऑलरेडी लाइक सो स्केट एंड सडनली अ बैग फेल इट वॉज scared we were scared for a second and then we burst into laughter <laughs> i remember when we were recording mm-hmm. at home and then our mom <laughs> barged in the door <laughs> she was gone outside and then immediately yes. she came without yeah. even like knocking yeah, or something it was hilarious we had to stop and everything <laughs> all right moving on clock ticked on There was no information about Hari Ram's health, even by the evening. Finally, at five o'clock, Pa had enough of waiting, around in tension. Grabbing his overcoat, he got into the snowshoes. He got into his snowshoes. Where are you going in the cold? It will be dark soon. Ma eyed him anxiously. Where are the boys? I have to go and check. You can't walk till the uh, you can't walk till the hospital it's 10 miles away in this snow ma expressed her apprehension no i'm not going to the hospital of course not we'll just talk we'll just walk till talai i need some exercise oh no talai oh talai no i'm not going to th- Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ma nodded. A short walk would do him good. Ease him out a little. She ardently prayed for Hari Ram, Hari Ram's health, as she stood out at the window, watching Pa trudge through the snow. He had been he had been away for barely fifteen minutes when Ma rushed out on hearing the the sound. of an approaching vehicle oh it was the center's jeep as she had expected pa alighted from it he looked pale and immensely miserable what in an instant ma realized that things weren't good okay 
Pitambar got off and rushed to help others from the back of the jeep. Krishna, Krishna was next to dismount. Then both of them removed Hariram from the jeep. He was wrapped in a sheet from head to toe. Oh my God, what happened? Ma was shaken and upset. Sorry, ma'am, sir, we couldn't bring back. Uh, we couldn't bring him back alive. No, 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 Krishna, Krishna spoke through his choked throat. Tears streamed down his cheek. Pitambar, sa- Pitambar sobbed openly. He was such a wonderf- wonderful man. Why did he have to go so early? Ma closed her eyes and silently prayed for the departed. The handsome, cheerful face of Hariram hovered before her eyes. He was too young to die. After the initial shock, she hurried inside to her children. She wanted to keep them away from, from this unfortunate death. They were too tender to be exposed. It was later that the details were divulged to her. That morning, the jeep had barely covered the distance of about four miles when they came across a huge mound of snow completely blocking the road. It was a minor avalanche but couldn't be cleared without the help of public works department. But there was no way to deliver a message to them. A wagon driver who was stranded on the other side of the blockade, blockade agreed to return to Shimla and arranged for the required. Hariram's condition continued to deteriorate. His body went into tremors and he began to dis and he began to disoriented. By and by he went silent. The men accompanying him thought he had fallen asleep. The temperature was dropping dropping fast and the light was fading. They waited and waited for someone to arrive to clear the road. No one came. When Krishna, Krishna tried walking, tried waking Hariram, waking Hariram up to make him drink some tea, he realized he wasn't hot anymore. Had the fever subsided, he then realized Hariram wasn't breathing. No, 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 no. He tried, he tried reviving him all in vain. Hariram's spirit had long been released and his body now lay lifeless. Hariram belonged to a remote village in Thog, Tehsil of Himachal. He had lost both his parents. However, his two older brothers still lived in the village with their families. Pa telephoned the agriculture inspector posted at Thog, uh, asking him to inform Hariram's family of this mid, of this misfortune, misfortune. He expected Hariram's brother to take his body to their village for the last for the last rites. Meanwhile, the body was kept buried in snow for two days. When, even by the third day, 
nobody reached Mashorba to claim the body. Pa sent another urgent message. The body couldn't be kept forever. This time he was told that Hariram's family was finding it difficult to travel due to the blocked roads. It was left on par to undertake the required ceremonies. Early next morning, a priest was arranged. He came reluctantly, he couldn't be blamed. It hadn't stopped snowing for the past four days. More than three feet of snow covered the entire expanse of the town, wrapping it in white as if in mourning for the departed. departed. Hariram's body was taken in the jeep to the cremation grounds. Cleaning a small patch, they made the funeral pyre under a makeshift tin roof. It became very difficult to light the camp wood. Finally, Krishnan consigned the body to flames after a great struggle and many tins of ghee. Ghee is clarified butter. <coughs> It helps in igniting fire. The priest half-heartedly chanted mantras for the peace of the departed soul and shivered continuously in the cold. As if this wasn't enough, a raging blizzard struck soon after the pyre was lit. Blinded by the snow crystals, they all had to beat a hasty retreat. Now in India, they're going to bury the bodies. So we burn it. Yes. Uh, that is what's happening here. The next day, when Krishnan and Pitambar went to the cremation ground, they were stumped. Hariram's body hadn't com- burned completely. The keeper of the cremation ground had neglected his job of watching over the burning pyre. They were now in Gelama. The best thing now will be to do the needful in Haridwar, suggested Krishnan. Hariram's remains were anyway to be taken to Haridwar as customary in Hindu religion. So um, once they burn the body, they collect the, um, what's it called? The the ashes and then they, uh, they throw it, um, the, (laughs) <laughs> they throw it into a lake. Yeah, they throw it into a lake in this in a place called Haridwar, Haridwar. which is a place in Uttarakhand, which is a state in India. So um yeah, there's a holy lake there. Hmm. How will we take these half burnt remains there? Pitambar probed. The Inkescape bus service has been suspended due to the snowstorms and I don't think I can take the risk of driving through the storm. We'll get stranded for sure. So don't even make that suggestion to Principal Sahab. Neither were the remains in a condition to be kept for too long. The keeper of the cremation ground suggested burying the remains of Hariram in a suitable place. Realizing it to be the most expedient proposal in the given circumstances, the men compiled and, the kept, and kept silent over the whole affair. 
early march with the culmination of the winter break the hustle bustle of the institute was restored in the close knit community of the center the death of a young man was shocking almost unbelievable hariram's affable smile happy go lucky persona and free spirit had fetched came lots of friends among the staff and students now he was so far away from them all a condolence meeting was held which was attended by all except one person associated with the community raj vaidya a senior staff member had returned without his family his wife neema had stayed back to spend more time with her parents looking after the younger daughter just a few months old was easier with the help of her mother the routine at the institute resumed the cold began to wane and with it the memory of the departed a new man replaced the deceased and life's routines continued summers arrived in may and neema vaidya returned home the day temperatures were comfortable 25 degrees and the nights were cool the bright sunshine had begun to spread its golden warm cape over the mountains the honeysuckle creepers scrambling up on one of the pillars in her house's portico was in full bloom and had spread its heavenly aroma far and wide the chestnut tree was once again filled with prickly fruits May 10, 1953, around four in the afternoon. The routine bustle of in the students hostel adjoining Nima's house was missing. Usually, the students re- returned after classes around this time, mm-hmm. but presently the annual examinations were going on, and today's paper was scheduled for the afternoon. It would finish at five. Her husband was on invigilation duty and hadn't come home for lunch. The hectic toil since the morning had exhausted the mother of two children. Ever since her return a few days ago, her seven-month-old Chitra had been a cranky, taking time to adjust to her new environment. Her three-year-old Vera was happy to be back with her father in an overly playful mood. Today, much to her relief, both her girls had decided on a long afternoon nap. It was a warm afternoon, including drowsiness, and Nima took advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> a short a short nap of half an hour was very rejuvenating 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 one uh, once up she decided to finish her knitting there was no season in shimla when the children could could do without woolens <laughs> opening the window uh, opening the window of her sitting room wider to enjoy a fresh cool breeze she sat down on an easy chair facing the window with her knitting she must have been at her at her work for barely 5 minutes when she dropped a stitch and got focused on retrieving it it was then 
that she heard a voice oh, no. Some, someone greeted her from the open door how are you ma'am saab oh she raised her eyes and uh, she raised her eyes from the task from her task to check on the visitor a man in a loose white shirt stood just outside the open window oh hari ram what oh hari ram i am fine seen you after a long time how are you how's vira children are doing well thank you i'll take vira with me no thank you hari ram not now she is sleeping no she didn't know that he is gay with great difficulty she went to sleep neema smiled maybe later in the evening you can take her to play outside no hari ram nodded and left she found nothing amiss except hari ram had sounded very different of course his voice was much deeper and distant as if he was making an effort to speak Hari Ram had looked after Veera. He was such a fine person. After Chitra had been born, he had been a big help when Neema was struggling alone with the household chores, chores and her children. Before before she had gone home to Mandi for winters, he had come so often whenever he had free time at hand. He loved to play with the with her little girls especially Veera a very happy and lively child and very pretty with lovely pinkish complexion complexion <laughs> and large expressive hazel eyes ever since ever since she had learned to talk she had become a non-stop chatterbox <laughs> neema would would smile uh would spoil seeing hariram burst into laughter at her baby prattle it will be nice if hariram came in came in the evening to take veera out to play raj will come home tired and probably won't have the energy neema reflected and continued to knit blithely Raj came home late that evening around 6:30 students had appeared in his subjects exam that day so it had taken him some time to count the papers and make the bundles with the bundles under his arm he reached he reached home with with the intention of starting to correct them immediately after his usual cup of tea the children were up and playful it was a pleasure to come back home to his lovely family the cu- the couple sat down to to their evening tea uh, in the dinner corner of the sitting room little chit little chitra was hap- was happily gurgling in her father's lap and veera was making all efforts to climb onto his lap too what what an attention what an attention seeker she is becoming <laughs> wouldn't let her father have a cup of tea peacefully 
नीमा जेंटली हेल्ड द चाइल्ड्स हैंड एंड पुल्ड हर टूवर्ड्स हर वीरा गो एंड प्ले विद योर टॉयज नो आई वॉन्ट टू स्टेट ऑन पापाज लैप यू टेक चित्रा अवे द थ्री इयर ओल्ड परसिस्टेड पापा इज टायर्ड बेटा नो पापा इज नॉट टायर्ड ही वील प्ले विद मी नाउ डोट हाँ नाउ डोंट बी एन एन एडमेंट चाइल्ड एंड कम हियर द मदर चेंज हर टोन टू साउंड फर्म लेट हर बी नीमा शी इज शी नीड्स एन आउटिंग दो आई नीड टू स्टार्ट करेक्टिंग द पेपर्स आई टेक द गर्ल्स आई टेक द गर्ल्स आउट फॉर अ वाइल आफ्टर आई फिनिश द टी नो नो यू डोंट हैव टू यू कैन डू योर कनेक्ट यू कैन डू योर करेक्शंस हरिराम सेड ही वुड कम टू टेक वीरा आउट टू प्ले ही इज लेट मे बी हीज ऑन हिज वे All right again let's take a break and uh, and a question hmm. so next question for us is what are our future goals for the podcast so we want to drop a merch yeah a merch. merch would be so cool yeah it would be so fun to make yeah like the whole process and idea yes. behind the whole thing yeah. i think we'd be living in the merch yeah. if we <laughs> so mostly we hacks and then t-shirts and hoodies mugs, mugs. i was going to say mugs <laughs> i would want to have like a good studio just meant for you know recording yeah and then i would want like right now i have another job so i really cannot wait until this thing is a full time job mm-hmm. for us because that would be amazing yep. so um yeah a studio mm-hmm. a merch and um, yeah yeah <laughs> raj scared at her what what did you say hariram had come in the afternoon around 4 i told him to come in the evening and take veera out to play neema rekerig said She couldn't understand the changed expression on her husband's face. She lifted her cup to take a sip. Are you sure it was Hariram, the pun? It could have been someone else. Raj spoke gingerly. Neema put her cup down on the saucer. Why someone else? Don't don't I know Hariram? He used to take Veera out to play so often. and at times help me with the household work it could have been the new peon who has joined recently raj affirmed despite his doubts he knew that the new peon was nowhere close to resembling hariram mm-hmm. he was short and stout unlike the gisiest man moreover neema hagant even met the new peon What's wrong with Raj? Does he think I can't recognize well? <coughs> Why are you saying that? Being away for a few months has not made me forget Hari Ram's face. When did he last come to help you? Raj spoke wearily, his heart in his mouth. Be- uh, bags of uh, perspiration had collected on his brows. 
Nima remained unaware of it all. He came in after a long time to get. Nima frowned and then said, "In fact, for the first time since my return from Mangi, did he come inside the house?" Nima wondered why Raj sounded so anxious and afraid. No, he stood outside at the window. Children were asleep, so I didn't feel the need to let him in. Though he will come now, he said so. Nima sipped tea and watched Raj looking at the window as if it was something out of this world. Why was he acting so weird? The window was still open. Beyond it, the twilight was slowly slipping, slipping into night. Only the patio pillar was faintly visible in the grey haze. The cool breeze of the mountains screamed generously through the window, wafting in a little chill. Nima couldn't grasp what was making Raj so nervous. He was crying to Skang, but couldn't since Vera sat on his feet. Nima, please hurry and shut the window. The desperation in his voice was palpable. Why does he want to shut the love? Shut out the lovely breeze. Nima reluctantly got up. She peeped out of the window. The fragrance of the blooming flowers was heavenly. She took a deep breath and lingered at the window for a few seconds. Nima shut the window. Raj's voice rumbled, a mixture of concern and fear. Okay, okay, I'm closing it. Why are you getting so worked up? Nima grudgingly closed and bolted the window and returned to finish her tea. She frowned when she took a sip. It had gone cold. She liked to drink it hot. She peeped into Raj's empty cup and then picked her. Picked up her cup and moved to moved towards the kitchen to reheat it. Raj was sitting absolutely still on his chair, looking pale and disturbed. What's gone wrong with his mug? Nima wondered. Would you like another cup of tea, dear? No. Why isn't he telling her? Huh. <laughs> I'm like so. Um. Anyways. When Nima returned with her steaming cup refilled, she found Raj sit, 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 still sitting frozen in the same pose as she had left him. Mm. He was tightly holding on to his daughters. Chitra was pre- peacefully playing with her father's sky. Veera had lovingly rested her head on his chest and was sucking her thumb. Is something the matter? Are you not feeling well? Nima sat down. I really don't understand. Understand what? Hariram is gag. Ah, finally. Finally. What rubbish! He was here around four in the evening. She frowned. She was about to take a sip, but her hand froze in mid-air. Did he die after that? He seemed all right. Was it an accident? No, he died this winter when we were away. Raj spoke slowly, gaggedly. He didn't want to frighten Nima, but he hadn't chosen the right moment. 
अचोक स्क्रीम एस्केप्ड नीमास थ्रोट शी ग्रॉप्ड द कप विद एक्स हॉट टी ऑन हर लैप स्कैलगिंग हर थाइस द कप रोल्ड डाउन क्रैश्ड ऑन द फ्लोर एंड ब्रोकन टू फ्रैगमेंट्स द चिल्ड्रन गॉट फ्राइकेंड एट द क्लैकरिंग एंड देर मदर्स सडन रिएक्शन दे बिगैन टू वेल Nima's vision automatically transferred to the window. She was relieved it she was relieved it was shut. She was shivering and her burned thighs hurt. She but she remained glued to the chair. The couple gazed at each other. Had Nima known about the man's death and then had had seen his ghost it could have been taken as a fragment of her imagination a hallucination but she had no inkling to the fact that hari ram had died while mm-hmm. she was away to mangi this is a good point yeah. if she had known then people would be like oh she knew yeah, about it ha and she is imagining it but she had no idea anyway oh my god No one had bothered to let her know, for Hari Ram was a forgotten man now, out of most lives and minds. After comforting their daughters, the couple rushed to the little shrine in the corner of their bedroom. They lit a lamp, burned a bunch of incense sticks, and offered prayers for the peace of the wandering soul. They prayed for the safety of their daughters. Please protect us. No harm should ever come to our little family. They appealed to God. Later, when Nima went to the kitchen to cook dinner, her husband followed her with his daughter still held protectively in his arms. The silence around their house felt unnerving. The students were the students were busy preparing for the next day's exam, and there wasn't the usual bustle around. Nima ka loudly and continuously incant incanted hums to keep the to keep the restive spirit at bay <laughs> she could barely give attention to her cooking as they sat down for dinner raj expressed nima let's just keep quiet over the incident there is no need to spread panic among the students most most will not believe us anyway <laughs> nima nodded there was hardly anybody here with whom she shared the that kind of rapport except with mrs sharma the principal's wife she was like an older sister but if raj was un if raj was insisting there must be a good reason for not disclosing it unless the ghost appeared to more people it may be a good idea to keep it a secret the few uh, the next few weeks later went by smoothly there were no unwanted visits no eerie visitor the dread and dismay that that the uncanny visit had caused the couples slowly began to fade from their lives the routine at the training college went on undisturbed none except the couple had the knowledge about a wandering spirit among them
but they had prayed for its peace and perhaps that had its effects hopefully the spirit had gone to its eternal rest the examine the examinations at the school were over and the results were declared the students prepared to go home the first year batch on annual vacations whereas the graduates would begin jobs will soon begin jobs uh, the weather was warmer than the previous month the bushes on the hill were filled with vibrant blooms their exotic heavenly fragrance fragrance infused hearts with joy pa decided to organize a special treat for his students and a farewell for the outgoing batch after some deliberation he came to the conclusion that nothing would be more appealing to the young folks than the indian cinema <laughs> it was very rare for the residents of this far moved mountainous region to be able to watch a movie no the nearest cinema hall was in shimla not easily acce- accessible to all mm. also it would be a big hassle to take everyone to a theater at shimla mm. so he decided to bring a cinema hall to the institution wow good he spoke with the director of the public relations department and he agreed to send his mobile cinema van mobile cinema van okay. complete with a screen projector and spools or spools of the latest hindi move hindi film aake start starring bharat bhushan and nalini jaywant he he would also he would also send along his technicians to set up a mini cinema hall for a day technicians are needed <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the announcement was made about the show there was an air of exp- excitement in the campus indian films were indian films became the hot topic for discussions the actors the movie song and singers the debate kept on till the cinema van arrived on friday morning so exciting <laughs> through the movie was to begin after lunch at 2 all students arrived from their hostel by 10 in the morning uh-huh. as soon as the word spread that the cinema van had arrived oh. they requested the canteen owner to prepare early lunch <laughs> and he happily obliged <laughs> uh, he didn't want to miss the show either yeah so a picnic in the lawns before the movie got added to the entertainment package wow <laughs> i want to go <laughs> yeah the technicians got busy setting up the movie theater surrounded by a crowd of chattering curious excited students by 1:30 a big crowd had assembled outside the makeshift cinema hall word had spread Uh, word had spread in the 2 mile radius and many families uh, arrived uninvited for the show <laughs> so the movie was running a full house of course it was pass pass content contentment was ma- was married 
married by the fact that ma wouldn't ma wouldn't be joining him she had developed a severe headache and had declared her inability to come another missing member was neema vaidya her infant daughter was running a fever and she had decided not to risk exposing her further oh my gosh i'm so oh scared God. right now the machinery g- developed some snag and the movie show could begin only by 2:30 ah oh, they were so excited and the there's a kill once the black and white movie began the excited chatter instantly died down although the area around nima's house was never a crowded zone due to the presence of the skugan community it was seldom that skill during the gay time there would always be some kind of activity songs and laughter around today an overwhelming silence hovered on the region like hushed mist over a calm ocean Ma swallowed a paracetamol tablet with water and decided to take it easy. It was a rare opportunity to rest in the afternoon. All children, including the hyper youngest, were away for at least three hours. She made herself snug inside a quilt. Soon the medicine took effect and she was fast asleep. A kilometer away, Nima f- fed both her daughters. Chitra had been restive since the morning. Her fever made her can can crisp. Nima put nasal drops into her blocked nose, soothed her, sang her a lullaby, and finally managed to lull her to sleep. Vira was playing with her toys. Her sleeping hours were decreasing day by day as her curious little mind was focused on the discovery mission. It was a lovely summer afternoon with cool and pleasant breeze blowing gently. Nima opened the window to allow fresh air inside her bedroom. She stood there admiring the blooming flowers. even though the intense silence in the area was making her uneasy. A fleeting memory of the eerie incident of last month crossed her mind but she immediately tossed it out. Having they prayed urgently for the peace of Hariram's soul, she once again joined her hands and said a quick silent prayer. But the loneliness depressed her again. She felt out. She wanted to watch the movie. She had seen only two in her lifetime. Aww. That was before her children had been born. Raj hadn't even offered to stay back with the babies and allow her to go. Raj? But then she was needed to maintain discipline among the... But then he was needed to maintain discipline among the school gangs. Nima heaved a deep sigh and withdrew from the window. Probably for the best. Since Vera was up and playing, she couldn't lie down to rest even though her back felt stiff. There was some sketching left to be completed. She had been sketching dresses for her daughters. She kept the sewing machine on the table and sat down to work on it. 
and icy grog of air anchored her room through the window. She shivered a little. The wheel of the hang or breaker sewing machine continued moving in circles. The needle went up and down to attach the small bodies of the frock with the skirt. A sudden dimness in the light made her wonder if it was getting cloudy. She had her she had her laundry drying on the clothes line outside. The weather in Shimla was so unpredictable. The pre-monsoon rains would start any day, declaring an end to the divine summer season. Her mind kept wandering from one thought to another. Her hands deftly kept on sketching the dress. A stray dog enjoying the late afternoon sun in the porch suddenly whined, breaking her thought process. The whining became gisking. The dog had rushed away. Had someone hurt it? How are you, Mame Saab? <laughs> the voice greeted her from the window. <laughs> oh, no. I have come to kick oh, no. I have come to kick Vera with me. The sound was so different from the last time. It was resounding and hollow, like an old broken record. It was not a natural human voice. Nima's hand froze at the wheel of the machine. The kick-kick of the running machine slowed down. The wheel continued to move for a while and then gradually stopped. The profound silence added to the shock. A chill was running down her spine. She couldn't dare to raise her eyes to look at the visitor. Her heart shuddered with fright, her hands and legs trembled. Why is Hariram after my Vera? Where does he want to take my child? Doesn't he realize he's dead? From the corner of her eye, she noted that Vera had stopped playing with her toy. She was gazing at the window and smiling. <laughs> she had recognized the visitor. Then the child slowly got up and began to move towards the window with her arms extended. No, 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 no. On an impulse, she glanced at the window. Hariram wasn't like the last time. He was ghostly pale with his eyes sunken into two large sockets. His attention was focused on Vera. A soft smile played on his lips, an enigmatic smile. Her baby was now four feet away from the window. Nima screamed and jumped as if she had received a thousand volt current. She rushed, grabbed Vera and pulled her back. The child was shaken at the abrupt and rough treatment. She began to howl. Nima lifted her in her arms and uh, she darted towards her little baby, calmly slipping in her cock. Snatching her up, she ran towards the door. She ungigged the latch with a jerk. She ging stopped to put on her slippers. Gink glanced towards the visitor. 
bear folkshik gashed out and into the absolutely desolate exteriors in 10 seconds she was running away from her house her howling daughters tightly clutched in the in each of her arms she knew no help would be available here today she rushed straight towards the towards the institution building sprinting up the narrow path pathway she reached the broad dusty road vira was now climbing onto her and had stopped crying but the small baby had been rudely woken up from her sleep and was and was frightened at the abrupt and rough handling she was wailing her lungs out neema was breathless but she didn't slacken her pace she she ran like a possessed woman <laughs> sharp sharp stones prickled her soft feet the bare skin got pierced by thorns thorns and began to bleed oh no 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 oh. bichari her strong instinct to save her child from the looming danger made her heedless to all to all the physical pain tears streamed down her cheeks making her almost blind she reached she reached up she reached the uphill path that led to the institution building and her salvation she as she began to climb it she slipped over a twig and lost her balance no she fell on she fell on her leg la knees however prevented her daughters from getting hurt Harsh. by supporting them with her elbows planted firmly on the ground her knees and elbows were severely bruised she didn't even realize that she was badly hurt with super with superman efforts she sprung to her feet again she threw a quick glance behind her a cloud of dust that she had produced was thinning a shadow was clearly visible behind the dust screen following her no way she muffled her scream and ran with all her might the path and steep was rocky cut in cut into broad rough steps with her two daughters held tightly in her grip she sprinted on neither neither did she reduce her speed nor turn to look back again on on and on she raced till the till she reached outside the building she stopped there for a moment for she could hardly breathe now her head was spinning a severe pain tightened her chest she took a few deep breaths to steady herself and instinctively glanced to her left towards the path she stood just traversed the ghostly figure of hariram stood at the edge of the path expressionless and somewhat vague now almost a translucent shadow of his original self it was the most frightening ghostly apparition neema had ever seen she striked 
she striked and dashed towards the door with both her hands uh, hands engaged she was momentarily at a loss how to open the door it was it was the, it was then that she sensed it a sudden pressure on her left arm and a strong jerk jerk where she was holding veera she tightened her grip on her daughter leave her alone she screamed and banged the door with her head the door was not bolted it swung open and she stumbled into the reception area she couldn't maintain her balance and crashed against a table her waist taking the blow there was no one down there not a single person from the office staff staff she rushed up she rushed up to the staircase but stopped halfway halfway <laughs> she couldn't go on not anymore her waist was hurt badly her lungs were bursting her arms her arms were stiff from exertion she couldn't hold on hold her elder elder one any longer she needed one hand to take the support of her of the railing the child understood and clung on to her giving her a free hand mm-hmm. holding on to the railing she pushed herself up and up one step at a time with all her might with the last bit of her strength guided by her maternal instincts mm-hmm. the creepy scream had woke had woken ma up she still lay in bed wondering if she had been dreaming mm-hmm. she was uns- she was unsure but her headache was gone she felt much better she looked at the clock it was close to 5 the movie should be getting over shortly anyway it was it was also time to go to the kitchen children would come hungry come home hungry it was then that she heard a desperate knock on her door didi didi please open the door didi quick please hurry neema recognized sorry ma recognized neema's voice she was she why was she screaming and rasping she sounded so awfully panicky ma jumped out of the bed and ran to open the door the moment she gave that neema swooned and fell unconscious in her arms ma managed to grab chitra and prevented the baby for, from falling on the hard floor and ba- getting badly hurt Vera hopped off her mother's lap and at the end moment and stood next to her sprawled body shocked shivering and sniveling ma intuitively shut the door and locked it she then put the baby on the divan <coughs> which is like a marble floor and rushed to fetch water for neema her condition frightened her tears stained cheeks disheveled hair her salwar torn at the bloody knees arms and feet coated with mud and blood something terrible had happened 
when she returned neema had regained her consciousness and was looking around with her eyes wide open veera sat clinging to her mother neema was wheezing and trembling she appeared so frightened that even ma was shaken she hadn't ever seen such intense fear in anyone's eyes what had gone wrong with poor neema perhaps she needed a doctor here neema sip some water it will make you feel better neema accepted the glass of water in her shaking hands as ma rushed towards the door to call for help please don't open the door neema could barely speak her hoarse desperate whisper was terrifying ma halted and turned back what was outside that had so badly frightened neema didi don't go anywhere don't leave me alone so in inga uh, we call the elder sister didi so just to give a reference um okay neema cried pitifully tears were rolling down her cheeks ma was confused whom to pacify the baby who was hysterically crying and howling or neema who was sobbing and looking at her with utter helplessness ma returned from the door she picked up chitra in her arms and tried soothing the baby are you well neema what happened neema swallowed a few sips of water and nodded slowly from where she sat on the floor resting against the wall didi hariram had come to my house stood outside my window he wanted to take veera from with me he's gag isn't he ma couldn't even nod so shocked was she at what neema was taking she simply stared at her <clears throat> where does he want to take my baby neema's sobs changed into hiccups please don't let him take my baby away please she pleaded and grabbed veera to hold her tightly in her lap ma was by now breathing rapidly her heart almost jumping out of her mouth Nima raised her voice didi he has followed me here he's here outside ma became shocked stock skill she instinctively glanced at the window dusk had begun to fall on the landscape a few stray dogs suddenly yowled the amager of crows rose fro- rose and flew past the window fluttering and cawing just then with a loud report a window pane of the room cracked ma shrieked louder than neema and then loudly began to chant <coughs> the gayatri mantra in a shaky voice to keep the wandering spirit from entering the house and so that is it. that is very thanks who my goodness my goodness hari ram stop haunting them please please who oh, this was wow <laughs> i'm speechless so nice so nicely written i had i 
I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it was beautifully written and gig. Wow. Oh. All right, oh, guys. Right. This was like we are so, so tired. Like I cannot <laughs> even speak anymore. Yeah. This was such a fun experience, and I hope that you guys are ready for these lengthy stories. Let us know if you yes. in, if you are enjoying these are or not. Mm. This was like just the first one, but we yep. love to hear what you think about it. And yeah, thank you so thank much, you so much for all the love that you've given us in these past twenty five episodes. This entire journey has been so surreal to mm. us, and like. This is just the beginning. This is just the yes. beginning, and we have so much, like so many more highs yep. to come. So, um, yeah, thank you so yeah, much for kicking so around. We real, it really means a lot to us. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Make sure to connect with us on our Instagram, mm. and yeah, bye guys. Bye. Love you.